0: Thank you for tuning in to Trevor Talks Podcast, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. Today's guest is an inspiration for anyone who takes the time to hear his story. Cos Marte is the founder of Con Bodies, a fitness studio in New York City, where he hires other former inmates who have turned their lives around through fitness. He found his calling to help others break free from unhealthy habits. When he was in prison after being incarcerated, after being locked up for running a multi-million dollar cocaine operation. Since the launch of his company, he's gained over 25,000 clients, supported many folks coming home from prison, and has been featured in over 200 major media outlets such as NBC, CNN, The New York Times, TED Talks, and Men's Fitness. Without further ado, man, like I just want to get into this. Koss, thank you for taking time to be here with me today.
1: I appreciate it, Trevor. Thank you.
0: Of course, man. And so you were once the drug king and now you're the workout king. That's quite the transition there, man. How did that happen?
1: I don't, I don't think I'm the workout king, but I... I mean, you know, you're pretty I, close to it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pushing I'm pushing for it. I'm pushing for it. You know, hopefully one day I could get there. Oh, uh, man. But yeah, I mean, it's been a, like we were talking before the recording. You know, it's been a crazy journey. You know, it's been a, a wild you know, roller coaster up and downs, and I still, I still have up and downs. You know, and um, you know everything started from the streets, and now having the opportunity to do it legal. You know, to both. You know, uh, I feel like I ran a business back then. Now I'm running a business now. So um, the only difference that it that that I'm doing is that I'm not I'm I'm, I'm, I'm paying taxes now. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> and a, another thing you're doing is you were selling something that made people feel good. I would assume uh cocaine and now you're selling a lifestyle, mm-hmm. a healthy lifestyle to be exact. So when it comes down to it, working with over 25,000 clients and helping them better their life, that's you giving back. Like you found this thing. Uh, how, how big were you when you got into prison? It was over
1: 300. Uh, uh, I was 231. And, uh,
0: 231. Like very Frank, And I want to get into your story of how you broke that habit. I know you spoke to a physician, and they were like, "If you don't get it together, bro, like you're gonna die." But um, what did that story look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you go to prison, uh, the first thing they do is like, you know, take your blood tests. uh, You know, check, do just they line you up with a whole bunch of inmates, and you just go see the infirmary, and they take a whole bunch of blood tests, urine tests, all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, you you you're up there and. And and I, you don't get your results back if you you really don't hear from anybody unless something's wrong. And I, I think it was about a week in. Um, I get a call back from the infirmary. You know, I, I didn't have a cell phone or anything, but the, the 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 officer, the guard that was in charge there, he he sent me off to the infirmary with this older guy. This older guy was about you know seventy five or so, um, and they sat us both and. Uh, you know, down and they called one, uh, each other one at a time. And they said, they, they called me in, and it was like my cholesterol levels were through the roof. My blood pressure was through the roof. And if I didn't start exercising or eating correctly, that I could probably die within five years. And, and being sentenced to seven years in prison, you know, and being told you're going to probably die in five years, it just woke me up. You know, I didn't feel like I was going to die tomorrow. I didn't feel like, you know, I felt I I knew I was overweight, but I didn't feel that unhealthy where I was like, damn, I'm going to I need to start moving. And and the the guy that went down to the infirmary with me, I remember, you know, us walking back to the uh, cell block. And he was telling me the same thing that they told him, but he's like 75, you know? And so, you know, he knows that his time is coming and I'm just like, damn, I'm only 23 years old. You know, I can't, I can't die yet.
0: Yeah. And you obviously had a whole lot that you had to do. So when it comes down to it, what did the process look like for you getting that message of like, you're going to die if you don't get it together? Um, Did you start the next day or how did you build that habit?
1: So I don't know. I just, I went back to my cell and, and when you're in your cell, you just, nobody's watching. You do your own thing, you know? So I'm by myself. And I, I started like doing jumping jacks as soon as I came back from the infirmary, started doing push-ups. I, I just like started thinking about like, how many push-ups can I do? I I was dying, I think in five minutes. I. Was- This excuse my life. This this is way too hard. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Uh, And I remember like just going laying back in my bed and 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 going to sleep. And then I remember they called wreck. Um, And so I went out to the yard the next morning. And and when they called it, I just thought I was like, I need I need to get out there. I need to start doing something. And so I went out to the to the yard and I started running like. People looked at me like I was crazy because I was running. Um, I couldn't run. I was actually like running from one pole to the other, then walking to the next because I was so out of sh- out of shape. And uh, and I just kept doing it, and I just kept moving, and, and eventually, you know, I lost seventy pounds in six months, um, just running, working out in my prison cell, or just doing it back and forth. You know.
0: That's insane, man! Like yeah. seventy pounds and they didn't have weight. I mean, they probably had some weights out there, but you did all this with just body weight.
1: Oh, all, all body weight. Yeah. There's, there's certain prisons with no weights. And so where I was at, there was uh limited equipment, you know? And, um, I don't know. I just felt like I, I just needed my body. I felt like God gave me everything I needed.
0: Yeah. And it obviously worked for you. You've trained over 25,000 people now. Right. Um, that's, that's quite the transition. I, I can't even process like I can't process being in jail. I would I'd probably get killed on the first day. I, that's just nah, I'm not awesome. a tough dude like that. Like <laughs> It wouldn't be a good situation, man. No, no, no. But um, for you, like you got this news and a lot of people would have just went and just got emotional about it. But you just took a call to action and made it happen. Yeah, that absolutely. takes a strong brain right there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and and I've, I don't know, I just always operated that way. Whether it was the streets, I just always like put my mind towards something and just don't stop.
0: So how did the cocaine business start? How did all that go for you?
1: I mean, I started very early in my life. Um, I don't know. I've been exposed to drugs since I was, you know, since, you know, I could remember. I don't know like uh, going up and down my building and and just seeing like syringes and um heroin addicts just standing and making lines down the block you know that's what i seen i mean it was like a scene that you probably i can't describe it but it was reality for me um and some people think you know that didn't exist but it was a real thing you know where you would see a line, I mean literally like fifty people. Cops would not come and you just see a drug dealer on the other side of the door and just people going in and out. And uh and that's that's what I re- remember seeing as a kid. And every ten steps I just saw like syringes um on the ground, people shooting up. Uh especially down here on the Bowery, it was uh it was like heroin central. Um and 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 so I got exposed to that very early uh and i i saw the people that was hustling on the corner and, and most of them were family members cousins people that i looked up to you know the guys that had chains and cars and and uh, i remember at, at 11 i started smoking weed with them and you know just hanging out on the corner more often and and then at 13 i just started selling drugs um i remember buying my like first ounce to sell at school and and uh you know bought it for like a hundred bucks, you know, made like close to 300 bucks uh, off of it. And, and it was just like, uh, as a 13 year old, you know, making like 300 bucks in a week, I just felt like
0: that's more yeah. than some grownups make.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and my mom, I mean, uh, I, I was very money hungry. I, I, my mom was like, always, you know, she, she always made it by, you know, and I'm going to say like. You know, she never left me like hungry, um, but, you know, she couldn't get us anything else. I mean, I was wearing like anybody that was, she was getting hand-me-down clothes. I remember shopping on the, you know, Salvation Army and all that stuff, you know, so um, we struggled. And um, and if I asked her for anything else, you know, her number one excuse was just she couldn't afford it, you know, so uh, I got it on my own. And, <laughs> and that's how, that's how I, I got into the drug world.
0: And so you started at a very young age when you started getting money from selling the drugs and everything, were you able to take care of your mom a little bit more?
1: I just didn't ask her for anything, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, when I was a, a kid, yeah, I, I didn't help her at all. I was like 13, 14, hanging out, I was making my own money. I didn't even have the, the mindset of like even taking care of somebody else. And I was just trying to show off with it friends but as i got older you know and she needed anything i I hooked up and that was it
0: so would you say you've always been an entrepreneur
1: i guess i guess uh i I don't know yeah i guess a a go-getter is an entrepreneur a a starter and a mover you know that's an entrepreneur for me
0: Dude, that's phenomenal. And on top of everything that you've done in your life, you're an author, you're a co-founder of Second Chance Studios, and you also provide free on-demand workouts for people to do from their homes, which is phenomenal. But the one thing I keep seeing that repeats itself is like you're taking care of people. Um, when it comes down to it, all of the people that are working for you with Second Chance Studios and with con bodies, they're... They've been incarcerated at some point
1: in their life, yeah, the majority of people that um work at combody uh second chance studios you know I have people that are helping me out with that uh that haven't been incarcerated, but the people that we're gonna be helping through the program um, are formally incarcerated people,
0: yeah, and a lot of companies will not hire formally incarcerated people, so you took that business model and you flipped it around,
1: yeah, yeah i mean i I take nothing but formerly incarcerated people. Yeah. I, I, I actually uh, put an ad on Indeed for, you know, extra trainers. And and I got, like, people that weren't formerly incarcerated. And I'm sorry, I discriminated. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, your
0: mission, though. It's almost like a ministry, if you think about it. Like, uh, not necessarily on the religious front, but, like, you're helping people that nobody wants to help. Like, I I know for a fact that... A- I'd probably, I don't know an exact statistic, but more than half of the business owners aren't going to hire someone's former incarcerated because they're like, oh, they're going to steal money. They're going to steal this. But when you get out of jail, not for everybody, there's always going to be someone that gets out and just ends up back in. But a lot of people aren't going to hire specifically because they think it's going to be a problem for them. They don't think that, like, oh, maybe they're born again. Maybe they don't want to go down that road. They're trying to get together. Um, and you've seen that firsthand with your own life. And now you're seeing it over and over and over again with people that are working for you.
1: Yeah. As a cast 22, you know, I came home out of prison and, and like, it was a struggle. Nobody wanted to hire me. Like, uh, and Combody was pretty much born out of desperation. It was an idea that I came up while I was in solitary confinement, but like nobody wanted to give me that opportunity. And so I had to get it on my own. And, um, and I know a lot of people that go back into the streets because like, you know, they, they're, they're, they're left. I mean, they have a choice, you know, whether, you know, you go to a homeless shelter, you live off the government and, and, you know, live that way, or you go get it, you know, on the streets, um, if nobody's going to give you that opportunity. So I feel like if, if, you know, you give people an opportunity and I feel like the retention rate for somebody that's coming out of the prison system, they appreciate it way more. I have people that First day out of prison, they're working here, and they haven't left. You know, and I'm talking about four or five years um, of working here, and it's just incredible. Like the the I don't know dedication and honesty, and and just like the the brother and sisterhood that we created here. Um, and, you know, the loyalty. You know, that's the right word, right loyalty that they have. Um, and I want to change that with other business owners. You know, give you know people the. The the story that, you know, we have run a successful business by hiring people coming out of the prison system and changing that whole perception. Um, And I just feel like if people don't do that, then they might end up in the streets again. You know, unfortunately, you know, things uh, and temptations are hard. You know, some people get tempted and they see a limelight, and a different way of living and they go right back to it. I've met, I know so many people that that's gone through that path
0: when you got out of prison and you're like okay i want to start this gym and just for everyone that's listening the gym is kind of modeled after a prison right yeah Yeah. So it's all prison workouts. There's cells, um, your employee photos on the website are y'all holding up mug shots, which is dope. Um, when you got out of prison, was it hard finding people to invest in and believe in you? Like, how did that process work for you uh, just getting out of prison?
1: Yeah, I couldn't, I I didn't find investors until it it took me a very, very long time. Um, I had approved the concept. I was, Pitching investors left and right, VCs, all that stuff, and like, you know, being walked out of the room, you know, and and, um, I just didn't get any money. So I had to do it on my own, you know, and there was a lot of, I felt like a lot of, I'd go into those rooms and I'd be discriminated, you know, and a lot of people will be like, hey, why are you dealing with formerly incarcerated people? And, you know, that's a liability. Same thing that, you know, you, you brought up before. Um, and that's what the investors were, were questioning me about. And so I didn't take, I mean, I, I've been running this company almost eight years. Um, like it took me a very long time to, you know, get somebody to, believe. I think six years in, you know, was the first investment that I got.
0: Wow. And when it, when you got out of prison and you found it so hard, to. Um, find people to invest and believe in you for the people that are listening, that is going to be way more in the majority that have never been in prison. Maybe they're business owners and they've never hired someone that's formerly incarcerated. What would your message be to them?
1: Give them a chance, you know, give them a chance. I understand if like you're running a bank, you don't want to hire a bank robber, you know, but like,
0: I mean, at the same time, they know all the ins and outs of the bank. I mean, they could be good security, man. <laughs>
1: but you know like if somebody got caught up you know most of the people that are locked up they got caught up with drugs or drug addictions like you know or have mental health issues you know they shouldn't be in the system um and we shouldn't discriminate you know we should give everybody an opportunity and if then you know if they they prove themselves right i've hired time after time and you know majority i think i've i've hired 47 people coming out of the prison system i've only let go two people. You Mm -hmm. know? In Um, eight years. Yeah. And it was not because they stole from me or did anything wrong. It it was, for me, it was just like, I'm, uh, I just had like punctuality like issues with them. You know, I, I I like to, you know, be on time and deliver a great product. If if you can't meet that standard, then, you know, I I can't rock with you. But Mm -hmm. I still give people an opportunity. It's not like you know, you strike out one time, you're out, you know, I give multiple shots over here, but you know, give that, that person's a regular person. I I just feel like we try to reflect on yourself. Have you ever been convicted? uh, I mean, uh, committed a crime yourself? Have you like, you know, fought with your brothers and sisters or, or whatever, you know, that's, that's considered assault. You know, like if, even if you do that little thing, you know, imagine if, And most of the people that I've hired have gone in at 16, 17 years old and done 20 years in prison, you know, and come out and like, you know, it's just, they're they're not their 16 year old selves anymore. You know, they're they're grown up adults that want just to readapt into society.
0: I love that so much, man. And where can people find you and uh, get your book and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, you could check me out at combody.com on Instagram at ConBody. That's C-O-N-B-O-D-Y. You could get my book on Amazon. Uh, it's called ConBody. Um, just check me out. Man,
0: Man, I love that so much. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Y'all go check them out at ConBody. And there's also free on-demand videos that you can get and try to get your ConBody today. Um, Koss, thank you so much. Again, it's been a privilege and I'm super thankful you took time out of your day. Join us. No, I appreciate it, Trevor. Thank you so much. Of course. And we will talk to you guys next week.